All right. We're here. Hey. We're exchanging particles. Yep. <laughs> Fuck it. Honestly. Very responsible. Whatever. Don't come after me. I'll stab you. <laughs> I won't, but it's fine. Okay. What's uh, What do you have in store for me here? This is a weird setup. Yeah, we've got some tarot cards. I'm going to read your tarot cards. Okay. All right. Uh, will this tell me... Well, just tell me what the stars have in store for me, or is that a different... That's a different thing. That's horoscopes. Okay. <laughs> this tells me what fate... What the fates have in store for me. Yeah. I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I use them to reflect on what's going on and see what I need to focus on. All right. Or... I don't know, just like to get my shit together, basically. Cool. That's what I try to do. So it's like a like a prompt? It's like a prompt, yes. Okay. Helps you think about the right thing. Got it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So you have chosen the three-card reading, the nature, the cause, and the solution. All right, cool. Let's All do right. this. So I'm going to shuffle. See if we get some good shuffling ASMR on here. Oh, yeah. That's good audio. <laughs> Put that in your earbuds. That was a loud one. <laughs> We're going to have to adjust that, like one. that one. <laughs> Sorry. I'll do this one further away. Chonky boys. All right. Um, okay. Give it a cut. All right. Thin to win. All right. Thin to win. Not how this works, but okay. Uh, do you burn a card each time, or do you just? I do, do not top burn three? it. Okay. I will do a swirls, however, what oh. I call a swirl, because you can get reverses, which are usually kind of bad. So give it a swirl just in case. It doesn't actually help, but like I do it if I've been getting a lot of reverses lately. <laughs> okay, I don't mind reverses. That's fine. We so live in a reversed not, world. That's so. that's fucking true. <laughs> they're not bad. They're like a twist on how you look at it. Okay. Okay. I'll let you guide me through that. All right. First one, we've got justice upright. That is the issue. Okay. The issue is justice. Wait, what does that mean, justice upright? Upright. In my view, it's upright for you. I'll I'll put it this way so you can see. Um, So that's not reversed. Okay. So just straight up justice. So I'm going to go to my guidebook. I'm going to see. You're going to look what justice means? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Listeners, I'm using the uh, Cosmic Slumber Tarot, illustrated by Tilly Walden and released by Liminal Moon. Very good. Are, do some of them just mean the thing? Like, I don't know. Justice seems, <laughs> seems on the obvious, nose doesn't for it? the nature anyway. Some of them are pretty straightforward. This one is okay. fairly straightforward. Oh, except <laughs> this this description. Justice is not what you expect. Oh, damn. All right. <laughs> just kidding. It's not straightforward. <laughs> All right. It is not harsh or overbearing. It is instead overflowing with honesty and fairness. Now is the time to step back and be your own judge. Your life requires that you look at it clearly. Analyze what helps you and what doesn't, what you need and what you want. The answer will help you attain balance. Be patient as you seek justice. This is not a process that can be rushed. Deliberate with calm and care. I can okay. tell you what I interpret that as, but like, yeah. what, what jumps out from that description? So this is supposed to be like in your personal, mm-hmm. right? This is very centered on just you. It doesn't you. have to be. Well, I mean, okay. I know people, like I follow an account that does like, um, I think it's called Witches for Bernie. <laughs> They do like revolutionary spreads, so they make it about like wider issues. Oh, okay. So which one do you want to go with? Well, I guess I'll stick with the kind of the traditional version of it. And I guess to me it kind of reminds me of our last episode where we were talking about like here we are, you know 
<laughs> here we are just kind of like podcasting slash living a normal life mm-hmm. versus what we talk about kind of needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I'm researching researching for our next episode, and there's a cat out there. It's Who is cute. it? It's a black and white cat. Oh, this is a new cat, listeners. <laughs> Oh, this is a Luna cat. She's there's a little There's a little black and white cat with a pink nose. Oh, hi, beauty. She's looking oh, right at me. She looks dumb. She does. She's got kind of cross-eyed as well. She does. Just a little bit. Hi, sweetie. Very cute. Hi. She's staring. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone cares about this. Everyone um, super cares about this. Listeners, I keep track of the cats in my neighborhoods like they're I'm fucking playing Pokemon Go. So this is... This is <laughs> Great. A great discovery. You can come listen. You can be converted to communism. Yeah. Have you tried communism? Doesn't look that interesting. She's not sure. But yeah, I guess you talked about balance and I'm balancing, you know, the, I guess, coming to terms with that regular life isn't devoid of meaning while, (laughs) while balancing that with like, I should be doing like more. Okay. More shit for the cause. Okay, you know? okay. So I'm I'm interpreting that as you're looking at your life mm-hmm. and what it is now and seeing like how much of that do I want to change? Yeah. You know, it's still good to have some personal comforts, obviously, but like what what do I need to do? Yeah. All right. So that's the nature of the problem. All right. Next up, the cause. This is a reversey. The high priestess. A reverse high priestess. All right. What is a high priestess? Um, I mean, it's like a, a fancy lady. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, no, I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> you meant like literally. Um, by the way, these are both major arcana cards. They're like the big ones. There's also like regular suits. So I'm like real magic with these? Arcana cards usually are a bigger deal. Okay. So. Not that the other ones aren't, but they're like more... I don't know, maybe they're more big picture. I don't know. It's more important, I feel like, if they come up in readings. Okay. So I'm actually going to do a Google, because okay. this book only gives upright meanings. Okay. So I'm going to do a quick Google search. All right. Any budding witches out there, I use Biddy Tarot, because it's easy. So B-I-D-D-Y Tarot. Ooh. Secrets. Disconnected from intuition. Withdrawal and silence. Oh, this is the flipped meaning? This is the flipped meaning, yeah. Okay. Calls on you to be still and direct your attention inward. I mean, that's what we're fucking talking about, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Listen to your voice and wisdom. That's good. See, this isn't like negative. It's just like different. Yeah. You may be swayed by other people's opinions or swept up in their drama. Stay off Twitter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good advice. What you really need to do is focus on what is right for you. Okay. Um, do I struggle to trust my intuition fully? Perhaps you doubt yourself. This is what? a good message. I'm taking this as a good message. Doubt myself. I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh. So is that, do you think that's more saying like, chill dude, it's fine? Or more saying like, no, you're right to think about this. Ooh. You know? Man, I viewed it as chill dude, you're fine. Or like you're mostly fine. Or like you have the answers that you need. You're on the right track. You may also keep your intuitive capabilities hidden from others, fearful of their judgments or opinions. So like I view it as like this podcast is still good. I think Mm -hmm. we're still doing some good stuff, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's just like, I don't know. (laughs) But I, I liked where they said what you need to do is focus on what is right for you. 
I actually misread this and I thought it was going to say what's right in front of you. Like I'm viewing as like, maybe, maybe there's more locally we can Mm -hmm. do. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it says, listen to your intuition. That sounds great. All right. That's what I'll do. Listen to my intuition. Great. So that's actually, well, actually that says that's the cause. That's not the solution. Oh shit. So the cause, okay. Though that makes sense though. Cause the cause of you feeling like you need to look at your life and figure shit out is that you are kind of doubting yourself. The cause is the self-doubting and the... Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. I got you. We got a little turnaround there. So it's just telling me you're being an introspective little punk. Okay. (laughs) All right, let's see what the solution is. Ooh, we've got an up... Oh, wait, hold on. This is reversed. It's confusing because of the illustration. It's not death. Good enough. And also death isn't bad. Eight of torches. I personally love torches. Is it burn it all down? Not quite. (laughs) Um, so in this deck, they replace torches or wands with torches. Traditionally, this would be a wand, but torches symbolize like creativity, new beginnings, like stuff that's right up my alley. Okay. All right. Ooh, speed and trust. Move quickly and don't hesitate. You know what to do. Don't overthink it. Um, again, that's only the upright meaning, so I'm gonna cross reference. Oh, it's upside down. Uh huh. I know the picture's confusing. So that means I'm supposed to. Overthink? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So the upright meaning was like speed, like fucking go for it. But because it's reversed, this is like maybe slow down a little. <laughs> okay. So it suggests that you're charging ahead with an idea, but you might need to slow down and consider your next steps. It can also mean that you're resisting change. So like it can mean lots of things, I guess. Weird. Those are opposites. Those are opposites. Even in the reversed. Okay. It says you're resisting change, trying to stop the flow of energy and movement. So let go and be in the flow. If you're feeling stuck, do things differently. I like that version better. Yeah. Because okay. the other one doesn't really make sense. Yeah. So I think it means don't kind of don't be afraid of it. Maybe like go with, go with this idea, run with it, see where you get. Like you're doubting or whatever, mm-hmm. but like. Listen to your intuition from the priestess. Yeah. Okay. And go for it. All right. I like that. Cool. Neat. <laughs> Was that fun? Yeah. That's weird. Uh <laughs> Man, all right, so I'm feeling some priestess here. How do you handle, like, when you're sitting here, like, I don't know, these are a, couple, a few cards, like, why should I do that? <laughs> um, or is it just more like, think about it? No, yeah, I usually leave them out all week so I can kind of look at them, think about it, and be like, hmm, like, how am I living up to that or not living up to that? And just kind of ponder. Yeah. Cool. I feel like that spread was a pretty good setup for what we're doing today, you know? Yeah. we We can often self-doubt this podcast is a fucking waste of time (laughs) but the hope is we can convert some people and that's what we're going to talk about today yeah we're going to talk about how to convert i mean we call it converting liberals i guess we're thinking in the general sense you know anyone who's not kind of a communist who's who's in into some form of capitalism Mm -hmm. so i guess that could also can you know, contain like conservatives as well. They're maybe a harder sell. But. I think so. <laughs> or maybe libertarians or something. We yeah. have an email. Some, someone said they were, used to be a libertarian and now they're a full Marxist-Leninist. So it can be done. Wow. All right. Cool. So yeah, we're, we're going to talk about like some of the, some of the methods to use, some of the things to keep in mind, uh, guidelines, I guess. And also some com- common like comebacks mm-hmm. for well, when you get, you know, capitalist talking points, what to say about them. Yeah. All right. First, I think we should lay down some tips, 
maybe some safety tips almost. Okay. Yeah. That's a good so, idea. So I think approaches for talking in real life versus online are different, first of all. True. So let's tackle IRL first. So All right. I would say safety first. <laughs> yeah. Safety is important. Yeah. So that's... You know, we talked about like, yeah, this could maybe apply to a conservative, but like, don't put yourself in a dangerous situation. <laughs> so, yeah, um, if you're a minor and you're dependent on your parents, eh, maybe now's not the time, you know, like wait till you're out of there and you can just go home if things go bad. I guess. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's kind of bad not to be able to say what you think, but there's also the other, the flip side of it that, you know, when you're a minor, your parents probably can fall back on. Well, they're just a kid who, you know, who cares, mm-hmm. sort of. From their point of view, they don't know what they're talking about, sort of thing. So yeah. it's not like they're going to, I don't know, I feel like in a lot of cases, unless it's a bad situation, they're not going to really be like, oh, this kid sucks, I'm going to kick them out. Like, <laughs> they're just going to be like, they don't know what they're, they're just being weird online kids. I don't know. I, I mean, hopefully that's the situation for most people. I think yeah. it probably is. But, like, I think I'm thinking about it from, like, a queer sp- perspective, too, where, like, there is a huge homelessness issue. And, like, a lot of kids are put in this really horrible situation where it's, like, they want to talk about, like, their lives and they just can't, you know? So yeah, that's true. I, I don't, I mean, I hope there's not a lot of people that would do that for, like, being a communist. But who knows? People are weird. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Where we come from, I guess, a... We haven't experienced that, I guess, is mm-hmm. what I mean. So. Yeah. And, oh, and if you're in public, you know, make sure you have people to back you up, especially if you're, like, black or indigenous or, like, you know, obviously not white. Like, keep yourself safe. Yes, yeah. Also, in regards to your employment. <laughs> We've done an episode on at-will employment and just basically the fact that in a lot of states, your boss can just fire you. Yep. That's for political opinions. They can even just kind of, like... That's because that's not a protected class. Mm-hmm. They can just say you're a communist. I'm firing you. Yep. They can say, "Oh, you're not a good fit, a fit here." You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep that in mind. Maybe don't try to convert everyone at work unless you know that they're cool and they're not going to narc on you. Yeah. If you reach a critical <laughs> mass to unionize, then fucking go for it. Yeah. But be careful until you get to that point. I saw a tweet from like a Trader Joe's employee who wrote a letter to the CEO saying like, hey, we need to follow COVID restrictions. Like, here's all these guidelines. Like, we're not following them. And got fired. Nice. Yeah. So, pretty cool. Yep. Uh, Very possible. And I don't know. I guess in what we're trying to say here is that, like, in most cases, you know, unless you are indeed going to become the next Lenin or something, you're the key to... And we don't really believe in great man history theory. uh, (laughs) you, You should probably look after your own survival, Rather mm-hmm. than, you know, the important but overall small role that you could play in a revolutionary movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Survival is the name of the game, especially these fucking days. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, another another tip for talking in real life. I am very bad at this. Do what I say, not what I do. Try <laughs> to stay calm. <laughs> yeah. I have been known to fucking cry during arguments. So, like, don't do that. <laughs> If you can manage it, don't. It's not great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it sucks that you have to do this, honestly. I, I have a lot of feelings all the time, basically. But I have a lot of feelings about this. Mm-hmm. Because it sucks that emotions are seen as, like, an invalid point or, like, you know, you're hysterical, especially someone assigned female at birth. Like, that is a thing that's going to get thrown at you a lot mm, anytime yeah. you raise your voice. 
people will kind of accuse you of that for the most part. So like, I, I think that sucks and I do believe in emotional appeals and like, I think that's useful, but like a lot of people see that and say, nope, like your, your whole argument is now invalid because you've got emotional about it. Yeah. I think that's dumb too. It's just a way to approach it, I guess. And I don't like it, but yeah, that you'll find that a lot is people very much value see themselves as somehow apart from the emotional experience and they're just like no i don't know i struggle with this because i don't know we were talking earlier about like things are bad right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you have to find a way to kind of separate yourself from it when you can because if i went around and just like sat every day thinking about like the fucking half a million deaths we're up to and Mm -hmm. you know the blackouts and how they killed a whole bunch of homeless people. Like I couldn't, I couldn't survive again. The name of the game is survival. So like, yeah, you do have to be able to divorce yourself a little bit from it. And I think doing that some in these conversations with people is helpful too, mm-hmm. because if you just go up there like sobbing because like everyone's homeless and everything sucks, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be like, what can I get from being more like you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're a wreck. <laughs> that too. They're like, you, you're a messy bitch. Yeah. So maybe compartmentalizing is what we're talking about. Compartmentalizing. That's the word. Uh, yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good perspective there. What else? So as far as talking to people in real life, one very effective way in any sort of persuasive exercise is trying to connect with them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to make what you're saying Make them identify with that, right? Yeah. You do this very well. My Thank favorite you. of your tactics is whenever you get them to say something, and then later you're like, like you said, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I use that a lot. That's my bread and butter of convincing people of things is using their own terms. And I don't, yeah, I guess I don't like, I try not to make it like a. A gotcha. Yeah, like a gotcha thing. But it's like, no, 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 you know, like. Kind of like you said, you know, this or whatever is. Yeah, yeah. I want to make it to where uh, you, you, you want to basically get into a conspiracy with mm-hmm. whoever you're talking to. That's a good way get to Get them it. on your side. Like you're letting them in on something and you're joining in with them and like you're working together to do this thing. And then they'll leave thinking that they've just like they've come up with. They've discovered something, mm. you know. Man, that's good. Yeah. That's good shit. <laughs> it's like the Timon and Pumbaa bit. What? Where Pumbaa will say something, and oh, yeah. Timon just steals the idea. And yeah. be like, that's a great idea that I just had. That kind of makes me think of, like, I like to establish some baselines, too. This works a little better with liberals, obviously. Okay. But you can just say things like, hey, don't you think it sucks that, like, there are kids in cages? You mm-hmm. know, because that's... That's what's going on on Twitter right now. It fucking sucks to see the mental gymnastics people are taking. Yeah, now they're facilities for yeah oh god (laughs) so bad but i like to establish that baseline and then you know we can argue how it should be done but it's good to establish it like hey we're still on the same side at least yeah and and i think i think we'll talk about i think liberals more specifically later but they have a tendency to be very wonky and and like have all these really convoluted ideas about how to get something done it's like we just want to get this thing done. Can we just get this thing done? Like, yeah. And uh, I just realized an important note to make because you know we don't we don't have a completely American listenership. We're referring to American liberals, which is sort of on the ah. like centrist to slightly one degree left of center. You know, 
Yeah. That's the political spectrum style. So, like, if you're in, in Europe, you know, a liberal is oftentimes just like a free market person. Yeah, so, yeah. So, difference there. That's who we're talking about when we say liberals, generally. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, no, I agree that getting them to agree on the on what end goal we have, I mm-hmm. guess, is... Because that way you're just basically in a conversation of means, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what you want to do is convince people that, you know, convince people that you're... You know, your means are better than and more effective, more effective than theirs, acceptable to do. I don't know. You have to convince them on that. Yeah. Real quick. I do want to apologize. We are in a construction zone today. (laughs) So if you hear some beeping and some trucks, uh, they're changing out all the gas lines in my neighborhood and we're here to witness it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it is what it is. We got an industrial (laughs) flavor today. (laughs) I think to... And when you are discussing the means, don't let them pull you into the weeds because they're going to want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, just say, no, we can do simple solutions. Like, it, I, I think that's very tempting for liberals. I think they watch a lot of West Wing and they think <laughs> that that's, that means you're smart if your plan is complicated. And yeah. I just don't let them do that. Just be like, no, I want this. I want this. I deserve this. People deserve this. Mm-hmm. Instead of making people jump through all the hoops. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good point. You also don't have to get them to, you don't have to sign them up for the communist elite package right away, okay? Can you commit right this minute? (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to convert them to Maoism, Marxist-Leninism, any sort of specific ideology. You don't even have to, you know, get them to, yeah, swear that they are now a leftist. I mean... You don't even have to use those words. I think it's kind of effective when you don't. Yeah. You're really trying to just like... I like how you put it, get, get them, we were talking about this earlier, get them to kind of think about it. Yeah, to start know. questioning, like the tarot, start giving them some prompts. Yeah, yeah. And thinking outside the box, I think a lot of received wisdom that we get in America is that of the liberal establishment, that of the orthodoxy that it's this is how things are. Yes. You know, we have a huge debt that we've got to pay down that... You, so you can't spend too much. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to keep a balanced budget or else you're irresponsible. You have to uh, appeal to middle America and the middle class. And no one wants to have their taxes raised. And you've got to keep the border safe. And you got to... Keep the stock market up. Yeah, you got to take care of the troops. you got to... You know, there's mm-hmm. all these things that you just have to do because that's, how the, that's the way things are. Yeah. Be like and, a five-year-old. Be like, why? Yeah, you're trying to. You're, that's what you're trying to break through in the initial goal because so so many people just have that baked in, like it's ambient noise to them. It's mm-hmm. just it's the way things are to them too because they've been told that so often. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess what we're saying is you you want to work on getting them to like think outside of that first. Just start questioning it. Yeah, yeah. you're with with all with being weighed down by all that. It makes it less likely that they're going to be like. Sure, socialism, you know? (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's get to tips for talking online. Basically, be careful if you even want to do this. Yeah? (laughs) Um, You do this more than I do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Let me give you some tips from the trenches. Um, One, determine if they are legit. Most of them are not. Most of them are just going to come and put three American flag emojis on your communist social media post and then pretend like they want to know things. And then when you give them answers, ignore the answers. So, <laughs> so troll. So troll. Yes, okay. lots of trolls out there. A lot of people will just be like, "I'm just trying to learn. Just educate me." And then when you give them 
sources, they will just be like, no, give me an answer right now. And it's like, dude, that's a lot of work. So, <laughs> so education is labor, you know, make sure you have enough time and energy to do that. If, you, if you're out there on the fucking streets organizing, don't fucking bother. You're doing the work, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're good. So yeah, just be wary. Watch for whenever you give them answers and they just completely ignore it or they mm-hmm. deflect or they're just not, you can tell when someone just doesn't actually want to learn. They're just kind of gaslighting you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That sounds, it sounds really annoying to have to answer, I don't know, to try to <laughs> converse with people like this online, but it sounds like more annoying to even it be the instigator in the first, why would you waste your time? I have doing no that? idea. Right. Like, and these, keep in mind, these are people that come to a fucking, you know, social media place called teach me communism. Yeah. Expecting me to be like, you know what? You're right. Fuck it. I hate communism. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I don't... So let me give an example. Someone commented on our, our Lenin uh, post. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, this guy killed 300 million people. Why are you celebrating him? I don't remember the number they used, but it was exorbitant. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, we also talk about... We talk about that in the episode. Yeah. I mean, the graphic is episode art. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, he, and they said, you know... Well, why why are you celebrating it in the graphic? Why aren't you why doesn't it show the truth? I'm like, the graphic literally says on it actual analysis in the episode. Like mm-hmm. the point of the graphic is to get people to listen to the show. I'm not gonna start the graphic with he killed this many people. Yeah. So yeah, and I was just like, I'm I'm giving you the resource right here. And I think that's it's very frustrating whenever you like do make content like this when people are just yelling educate me and you're like I I did that. Like yeah. I, it's out there. It's That's for what free. We try to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have 4 hours to talk to you about this. Right. But they really just want like you said they just want a they just want to whine about it or complain about it or mm-hmm. yell at you. They just want to slam you. Yeah. Yeah. Some people I actually have fairly good conversation with someone online recently and like they asked a lot of questions and like i did my best to answer them and like they're like okay i'm gonna start listening to the show like i'm not convinced but i think that was interesting i'm like cool like thanks for being respectful yeah and like i I don't think this person is converted by any means but i think it was a good convo so yeah and it's not just like it's not like a tone thing respectful but like engaging in the conversation like you said not just like saying yeah cool whatever but this yeah yeah you know like actually responding to each other's a back and forth rather than a one's just just yelling the same thing or uh-huh. something. yeah and then that's kind of the next point on talking online is i do try to shepherd things to dms if available um comment section is just too public and they're just gonna try to slam you you're gonna get fucking knuckleheads in there being like oh he got you or you know does that that happen (laughs) that definitely happens um yeah being a fat person on the internet's real great when people just come in with vomit emojis just all kinds of shit happens to you so wow so yeah try to try to keep it off there because because people are looking to score points they're not looking to learn they're looking to score points yeah and when when it's public like that you're both you know both sides i think um yeah you there's more at stake you yes. are the representative the tribune of your side and so it's more pressure on you it's more pressure on them neither side's going to be willing to like talk and actually listen to each other and make like because a big part of the conversation is making 
small concessions Mm -hmm. where you can if for no other reason than to make the other person feel good (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and like being able to take that other conversation in the dms i was able to be like hey just so you know i'm probably going to reference like some of our episodes because like this this is not going to be the best way to teach you lots of information and they're like cool that's fine and like you know i even said some of them i'm going to send screenshots to my brother so he can give feedback and like Mm -hmm. they were very okay with that but that's impossible to do in a comment section right yeah because then yeah you just get that performative aspect yeah yeah cool all right we talked about some forum specific tips if you're online or not but let's let's get to the the meat the meat of it all right so when you're sitting down with somebody standing whatever you're talking to them you want to try to convince them to see the world a better way mm-hmm. right that's your goal i guess yeah. and to get them to, to, and we want to be kind of ecumenical here we want to be what does that mean like including like all sorts of tendencies okay okay all right <laughs> we, we don't want to be just like how to convince them to be a hardline trotskyist or whatever you know mm-hmm. doesn't matter Whatever you, wherever you are, right? Yeah, I feel like even getting them to socialism is a pretty good start. Yeah, democratic socialism. Yeah, uh, to the left of the Democratic Party in the United States, it's a low bar. Is a really low bar, <laughs> but in America, it's what we're working with. Oh, so bad, guys. <laughs> getting them to be like okay with Bernie is yeah, oftentimes where you're at. But yeah, that's the ultimate goal: is to get them over close to where you are. The first thing I would say is that it's important to be talking to them about things that matter to them rather than about politics, which for so many people, they think that that's not really, that's very abstract. That's not something they're into. For sure. It's like, uh, you know, we here find that this theory is interesting. You know, Mm -hmm. we, you know, it can get kind of arcane sometimes, kind of abstract, but like, it's cool to learn. Yeah. And it's, it's great if you're into that. But, for most people, that kind of holds a limited interest, and most people are too concerned. I don't mean that in a normative way. Like, they are just too concerned to deal with. Yeah. To have to deal with this. And I, I think that actually does tie back to the theory. Like, people are worried about their material needs. Mm-hmm. And, like, so connect what their material needs are with, like, how the system fucking sucks. Yes. Yeah. This can be done all the time like the trick is actually being not too annoying about it because <laughs> you're if when you start when you see the world materially then you see uh, like how everything keeps tying back to oh this could be solved uh-huh. like with a political solution oh yeah yeah <laughs> i do that like with our parents all the time i'll just be like lol capitalism am i right and they'll be like yeah i think you're right <laughs> You know, like, they're much more open to it now than they used to be because they are seeing the fucking cracks in the system. The The pandemic was a very easy example, mm-hmm. you know, like, because, I mean, we have, you know, a parent figure who is a waitress. And we were just like, doesn't this suck that they are just going to keep sending people back to work over and over again? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know why this is? Blood must oil the machine of capitalism. And people have an experience of that and don't know how to comprehend it. Or how to name it, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. They you you have a feeling that it's unfair and a lot of this gets expressed in different ways from from kind of conspiratorial thinking to like this would work but there are secret forces that like Mm -hmm. make it bad or just corruption. Mm, You know, oh this would work except for people steal and humans are bad so they mess it up. 
like th- these kind of are alternative explanations that you've got to kind of cut through is saying like this actually just is it's it's a feature not a bug sort yeah of yeah well the corruption point is interesting because yeah i think there is like the macro level of it of like yeah people are bad if you give benefits to people they'll abuse them but i think a lot of people also understand that like our system is corrupt too and that's a super easy way to get like even a libertarian on your side to be like yeah i also hate the democrats yes yeah that's, <laughs> that's true. pretty easy mm-hmm. yeah is to talk about how yeah when leadership that's a good point distinction between people's what, the human nature argument yeah yeah i guess yeah people's disdain for their fellow humans and saying like oh they're bad they're gonna steal mm-hmm. versus powerful people people who are, who are bad to, yeah okay <laughs> that's good but yeah i guess the the main point i kind of wanted to raise here is that most of the time people aren't going to want to have a conversation of the you know the tendency of the rate of profit to fall don't or, break out marks on the first date <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> connect connect what they're going through connect like damn that does suck that you had to uh have pay that much for your hospital bill yeah you know? that's an easy one everyone fucking hates that yeah and that's a good segue to i guess the sort of the terminology to use like you don't necessarily have to go yeah you had a high hospital bill doesn't that suck don't you wish we had communism like <laughs> yeah yeah again be careful when you bust that out right you don't have to identify what you're convincing them of mm-hmm. with the words that are bad words to them yeah, it sucks, but yeah, it's like fucking hiding veggies in people's mac and cheese here. <laughs> and this is in yeah, this is in America. You won't probably won't have as hard of a time with socialism in a lot of other places at yeah. least. But people have like fucking benefited from it and like are aware of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's here what you're like, no, no, no. And that's we, what you're trying to cut through here is saying what if, you know, we took care of that? I mean, we could do that. We could set up a program where you know, instead of having to pay a bunch of money for your hospital bills, we could just like cover that as a service in, yeah. in taxes and just and just do it. Yeah, that's all you have to convince them of. <laughs> what if we just had it? Right, and I think that that is, I don't know, that's a power, more powerful approach than trying to sign them up for something that sounds scary to them. Yeah, I I think. Not to get too abstract here, but I think having a little bit of morality play into these things is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just will tell people, like, I think these things are all right because I think people deserve to live and live comfortably. And just putting it in those very simple terms is yeah. enough to be, for some people to, like, kind of second guess. Yeah. They're like, well, yes, I guess all things equal I do also want... Because, you know, most yeah. people are good, I guess, and they, they do <laughs> want... They don't want people to suffer. They just... They imagine the system to be better than it is. I think so. Because they're not probably as affected by it. Yeah. This is, I think, I don't know, we're talking about tying a real experience. That's going to be harder with rich people. <laughs> That's true. So they they haven't experienced that. And if they have, it's through like the several layer rigmarole of charity. So, Oof, yeah. you know, they think that they're taking care of people through that. Like, yeah. I've had so many rich people be like... No, pe- rich people are good because they're giving their money to people. And I'm just like, that sh- no, that should just be built into the system. <laughs> Which, go listen to that episode if you want to hear my full rant about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a little tougher to connect with them. I think you just have to 
that one is t- difficult because like, you have to get them to kind of imagine being in different circumstances, yeah. which is very hard. Yeah, I think that the main advantage you're going to have with regular folks is that you have suffering to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the richer people are, the less suffering they have. It's not to say they don't have any. You could talk about like, well, okay, you know, maybe they don't think about this, but you might be like, what do you do? Like, you know, they're, they're a corporate lawyer. And that kind of sucked that you don't <laughs> feel like you do a ton. You drop, you know, business contracts and shuffle money for somebody. And a lot of people do have this, like, kind of empty Guilt. shell of what they are spending Ooh, most yeah. of their life doing. <laughs> that you can be like, I mean, I kind of want a world where people have more meaning in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's... I, I think that's not as effective of an appeal because it is kind of like abstract out in the and, and people, philosophical, you know. And unless you know they already feel that way about their job, that's pretty risky. Because pe- some people are very, they think they work hard yeah. or they make up work for themselves so they fucking work hard, you know. Or they're just bodies. into business. Some people like it, you yeah. know, Excel. Uh, but you can <laughs> you can still find a way to connect with people. Like, you know, if, some, if you know that, like, maybe someone in their family has uh, an issue with alcohol or something or some sort of substance abuse, like mental health. Like there's so many ways that this system is like interconnected. Like you can still probably get to them personally. It's just going to take a little more digging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also intersectionality. That's very helpful too. Um, You know, if you are talking to a person of color, you can be like, man, yeah, you already know it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, Yeah. Kind of one more thing I wanted to raise on in the terminology thing. Mm-hmm. In, in in terms of staying away from communism, staying away from socialism, but getting them into that direction, mm-hmm. is uh, there was something I read in a in a Fred Hampton speech from our last oh. episode that I thought was interesting. He was talking about the breakfast program, you know, mm-hmm. and saying you have these like older uh, these older women in the community there. You know, helping with the breakfast program mm-hmm. and making sure this was the free breakfast for children program that the Panthers ran. You know, they they were they were into this like I mean, it's basically like a mutual aid program. It's basically yeah. like you know a form of very decentralized, but a form of prov- providing something socially. Yeah, socialism, right? Uh, but that that they ne- you know they never use that terminology. And so he was saying, you know, the policemen come up to come up to them and whatever, and they're like, "You like communism?" And they're like, I've never heard of, you know, I don't, I don't know what that is, honestly. <laughs> I'm feeding to be children. Honest. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, well, do you like socialism? They're like, I mean, again, not really into that. I don't, you know. Uh, and then he, you know, he's like, you know, you like capitalism. They're like, well, I mean, yeah, that's the system we're in. Sure, I guess it's fine. And, you know, they're like, you like the Breakfast for Children program? Yes, duh. We're, you know, this is, this is what we're about. <laughs> It's like, oh, well, the Breakfast for Children program, it's socialist. It's communist. You know, you shouldn't be for it. But they're like, stay away from it, man. This is ours. We're, you know, yeah. Don't don't try to mess with it. I don't know if I like communism. I don't know if I like socialism. But I know that Breakfast for Children program is feeding our kids, you know? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, that's what we're talking about when we are saying, like, wouldn't it be nice if we had, you know, universal health care paid for by everybody? We're not talking about access, but just like 100%, it's a right. Mm-hmm. When you get people on board with things like that, like they will like that. They'll like you know pr- housing that's a f- you know provided for them. Like yeah. it's just a right. Uh, people think that humans should be able to survive. Then you can reveal to them that hey, what you actually <laughs> like, it's called socialism. Yeah, yeah. Wait till <laughs> they're bought and sold. Though. <laughs> yeah. In the context of these 
conversations too, not just in terms of like the abstract and, and, and staying away from like socialism and communism, maybe at first, of course, mm-hmm. you do want to get them there. <laughs> it's important to destigmatize that, but we're talking about when you're really trying to persuade yeah, people. Yeah. Um, another thing is like, it's cool to know all the technical terms for all this stuff. And you, you know, learn it when you get the chance. Learning is cool. Yeah, don't be ashamed of it. On the other hand, it's not, oftentimes for people, the simpler the better. Yeah, you want to be accessible. Yeah. And I, I feel like I, I try to do that. Like I, I use humor when I try to connect with people or mm-hmm. um, or personal experiences. I just try to keep it really simple and really down to earth. Be like, man, LOL, like capitalism. Like just just <laughs> bullshit stuff like that. Like yeah. you can't completely meme someone into this, but it helps, you know? Yeah. One of the things I try to do when I'm teaching mm-hmm. is get away from kind of the, like how it sounds in the textbook. Mm-hmm. How history sounded actually at the time because they were very fancy old-fashioned people or whatever (laughs) and get it to be like how people speak in the present you know and i think that's effective for people understanding what's going on and it's effective in arguing too is getting things across in a what is it in like an everyday language rather than yeah and i even think back to our very first episodes about like marx and like the manifesto Mm-hmm. The lessons from that I continually go back to, but like that took us two episodes to get through. It's very wordy. It's very archaic sounding. And so when we say like, don't bring out Marx on the first day, I'm not saying you can't talk about the concepts, but like, don't, don't read it to him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Get it to speak to people where they are. Yeah. All right. Let's get into, let's have a debate. <laughs> Here we go. Debate, debate night. <laughs> Um, we've actually tried communism before. It doesn't work. Mm. You know, it sounds great in theory. Yeah. It can't actually succeed. <laughs> that was a wonderful liberal voice. Thank you. I'm going to brunch. Bye. <laughs> All right. So, yes. Uh, sure. Communism, socialism. We've tried it before and it doesn't work. Uh, we've tried <sighs> it in a number of states and only a few of them have survived the siege brought upon them by the capitalist powers (laughs) that's the thing people don't realize is how fucked like those countries were from the outset yeah and uh, yeah you're it's a very good point because like uh it it depends on where you're talking about you know different places they might have a a like if you're talking about russia you know they had a revolution but they were coming from like the most backward or the most <laughs> yeah. underdeveloped of of the you know sort of proto capitalist yeah they're going from countries. serfdom yeah to communism or socialism rather and then that's another I I do always like to trot that out. I was like technically we haven't gotten a communism ever but it's okay uh, yeah yeah well and yeah that's a it's not overly yeah. helpful at right. that stage probably for most people uh, when you're talking about all the Latin American countries yeah. Well, we spent an episode looking at how, time after time, anytime they flirted with sort of a leftist government or an outright one, they incurred the wrath of the United States right away. Yep. You know, that. what was it? It was Porfirio Diaz who had this, this saying, uh, poor Mexico, <laughs> so far from God, so close to the United States. Ugh, I feel that way now. <laughs> <laughs> That's... um. That's so many of the of the countries in the Western Hemisphere who tried to do anything socialistic, communistic, is blam. You yeah. know, when you look at other states too, 
other revolutionary governments that have faced. Uh, I'm just saying that, like, it's one good way to put this is the U.S. relentlessly attacks, economically or otherwise, countries that try to break from its... Yeah. Break from the capitalist order. Yeah, and that history just isn't taught, and we talk about that a lot here. And, like, there's a reason it's not taught. There's a reason people don't know about it. And there's a reason that these countries get crushed. It's because we benefit from it. And, like, I think people have a really hard time connecting that, you know. The excuses we have for invading countries nowadays is just fucking paper thin. Mm -hmm. But people still believe it. People still believe that we're fucking, I guess, for freedom or whatever. I don't know. Protecting... (laughs) Yeah, democracy, and, and this, yeah, and which is a joke here. Well, it's built in though to the boilerplate language that people use, and it just like we were saying, they kind of absorb it from the environment. Just ambient noise to them mm-hmm. is, you know, this notion of like, oh, the troops, they're defending our freedom. Mm-hmm. Oh, the troops, they're protecting our rights over there, so that we have the freedoms we deserve. Yeah, I don't, and, but like they're not doing that. No one is in. Iraq, in Afghanistan, in Syria, in wherever, wherever these troops are stationed. No one's over there trying to take your freedom. Like, how would they even do that? Yeah. They got a freedom (laughs) vacuum machine over there that they just press a button and there go your freedoms. I mean, I mean, one, they're scared of them. They think they're going to do like another 9-11, I assume. Yeah, which is happening every day due to the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the idea that we're protecting democracy is like me saying that i can teach like advanced particle physics like i need to get my own shit right before i can go teach somebody else something like it's it's not a good idea it doesn't it's not real i think on the flip side of that is people are taught that communism is bad and communism is a dictatorship communism is inherently wrong and it's stifling people's freedoms and we talked about that too in our what's so great about capitalism episode it's mm-hmm. like freedom to what to like die of homelessness like yep. cool freedoms yeah if you're looking at a communist state a socialist state anything like that and we mean you know of course you get into the technicality of it like you said communist state just meaning like a state run by a communist party yes right uh they're not technically communist and we've covered that would you say in every circumstance they are Opposed by the United States. I would say that. Much. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing. You Another might have thing, some very small ones, like very small commune kind of things, or maybe. Yeah. But there's also the fact that they are going to have problems. Mm hmm. Like they're a country. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about Russia. Like, not only were they working against the United States and like other countries, they also, you know, had a war and a famine and another civil war. Like there's a yes. lot going on. Yeah. So yeah, you know, kind of a break. And yeah, it's every country's going to go through problems. You know, like I would say, okay, well on the flip side, we've tried capitalism. <laughs> How's that going? We're currently doing that. And it, if you're saying how how has it worked, it really hasn't in its way. You know? Yeah, I mean it's it's worked in. <laughs> it's worked for some people. For some people, it worked really well. And people like to pull out all these stats that oh, this many hundreds of millions of people were killed by communism or whatever. This many people suffered. This many, you know, all that. I mean, when you're talking about a capitalist system, what you're talking about twelve uh, percent of women, ten percent of men in poverty. 
Jesus. In the United States, their leading capitalist country. You know? Yeah. A system where you're just going to say that many people are like, that's fine, they're in poverty. Like, yeah. That works for these people. What's our COVID count? I know we're at 500K, but what's the war stat of that now? The, like, like where does it fit into wars war? combined? <laughs> well, I always liked to. You like the 9 11 a day. Well, staff. I like that one or Pearl Harbor. If it's below 3,000, I go with Pearl Harbor because uh-huh. my Pearl big Harbor. benchmark is when we when we will finally eclipse the both sides toll of uh, the Civil War. Wow, that'd be a bad one. Yeah, we've already we've already passed the uh, passed the side that matters, the Union dead. <laughs> but when we when we lump in the traitors too, we'll we'll need to surpass at least six hundred thousand. I mean, we're on our which, way. Yeah, I I don't doubt it. So, uh, cool. I just mean, you know, and, and the person you were debating with can say, well, that's not fair. I mean, that's just a natural disaster, whatever. So in many of the cases of communist states that have, you know, their issues as well, they have other factors that, that play into that. When we talked about like the famine Mm -hmm. in Ukraine, in the Soviet Union, like part of that was exacerbated by government policy like you know they made it worse sure but there was also like a famine i mean it (laughs) just it just happened you know yeah well i would say to that too like this was exacerbated by capitalism like you look at other countries that were willing to actually for real for real shut down these Mm -hmm. motherfuckers in australia i love y'all but i'm so jealous (laughs) you're going to concerts yeah. And I'm I I just can't. I can't even. Like because they were willing to do the work and we weren't. We said, "Nope, our economy is more important. Our quote-unquote economy is more important than people's lives." Yeah. I wonder too if it's not that useful of an exercise. So, yeah. Saying, "All right, here, hey, here's the United States, here's how it's fucking up. Capitalism sucks." Mm-hmm. Or, "Here's the here's China, here's Russia, here's Cuba." These communist states, here's what happened that was bad for them. Here's why they suck. Uh Uh-huh. Like, is there any rule that says that whatever policy we try is going to lead us to be exactly (laughs) like this country? I I think, yeah. I I usually try to go for more of a long game, Mm -hmm. you know, when people are like, you know, especially for the sounds good in theory thing. I'm like, let's fucking try. Yeah. Like, this isn't working. Let's keep trying. Mm Mm-hmm. And this kind of gets to like an upcoming thing we're going to talk about. It was just human nature. Is that like I'm, I'm actually very optimistic in the sense that I believe we can get to this point. Like full communism is kind of sci-fi. Yeah. And I hope to fucking God we can get there. Yeah. And I'm willing to keep pushing for it even though it hasn't worked yet. And understanding that, yeah, like we said, those circumstances were obviously exacerbated by other factors. But I'm just hoping we can get there eventually. Yeah, I think that's a good point is we are, again, we're not trying to sign people up and say, look, we're just trying to like, you know, the United States, we want to make it instead Vietnam. I mean, like, you don't have, you don't have to hundred yeah. percent say like we're tomorrow to, we're, we're, you know, all going on strike and we're going to become, yeah, the United States Socialist Republic. Like not necessarily. I mean, we're just saying can we do this these incremental steps mm-hmm. that's part of it is you do want to sign people on board to like the small things mm-hmm. it, as long as you get their support to like 
socialize the country gradually by the time that you want to say okay yeah let's do like let's let's, yeah. let's have soviets now like you know they'll be like okay well we socialized everything else why not <laughs> it was fine yeah <laughs> yeah so uh I, I agree though i think that it is it does get sci-fi mm-hmm. but like i think it's, it's okay got, we got to get there at some point yeah you know otherwise we're looking at getting the capitalists to figure out a way to bigger build ourselves a big enough arc to get off this planet yeah <laughs> like, i mean elon musk literally proposed sharecropping on mars recently so like <laughs> yeah we gotta do something <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> it was bad oh, no indentured servitude oh sure yeah that that, that'll be fine but commandante christine <laughs> What would you say to the millions of hardworking Americans who understand deep in their bones that this is the greatest country on earth? Oh, God. Why would you want to taint that with some sort of foreign ideology? Oh, my God. There's so much to unpack. I mean, <laughs> we've talked about it before that this is not strictly a foreign ideology. We've, we've covered that before. So there's yeah. that. I mean, yeah, we have a lot of patriotism to uh, to work against here in the states, and you do. Mm-hmm. You, I think you do have to point out that like we're not doing so great. And I, I think too, you have to ask people, what are your metrics for doing well? Because people will point to our fucking Nasdaq numbers as if that means anything yeah. in comparison to how many people are like homeless. Yep, homeless. You're looking at more than half a million people. In yeah. the United States. How many empty houses again? Uh, units. You're looking at something like 14 million. Cool. Cool yeah. system. That, you know, makes sense, right? <laughs> uh, in terms of, uh, you know, hunger, you're looking at one in four kids going hungry. What the fuck? That's so Our many. Food insecure. Uh, 17 million children in the United States. Yeah. Again, this gets to the human nature thing. I think people can i don't think they'll actually say it outright but they will immediately defend the people who quote unquote work harder than the Mm. people who don't like there's a lot of blaming the poor in this country yeah saying they deserve it they want to be homeless whatever Mm -hmm. they'll they made their own choices they they're lazy whatever it is yeah which is why they don't want to provide for them I don't know. Ultimately, you can't be that selfish. I mean, yeah, you have yeah. to be like, even if you fuck up, I want you to be alive. Yeah, like, I mean, that conversation I was having with that person, they they kept asking, like, what about the rights of these, like, rich people or whatever? And I'm like, or they, they were saying, like, why morally should we provide for people? I'm like, I don't know how to explain that to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was very hard for me. I'm like, I, there's that, I think it's a tweet somewhere that's like, I don't know how to have to explain to you how to care about other people. Yeah. Like, to me, it is literally kindergarten level stuff. Like we have stuff, let's share it with people. Yeah, and you even at the basic, the, you know, the more basic level is just like people should get to live. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it before. The phrase "earn a living" is very fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should just. And you know, then okay, well, if you want to get into particulars, you're you're kind of having an abstract argument, but whatever. You could be like, yeah, I guess if you want to make it to where like you live in a nicer place, or you have nicer stuff, like fine. But at the baseline is you want to convince people like that humans deserve to live that's yeah. you know they deserve to be comfortable too not just eke out a living and scrape by. bread and water yeah yeah like i just think people deserve things <laughs> and like 
Let's go ahead. We've been dancing around it. Let's go ahead and talk about the human nature argument. Okay, yeah. The human nature question will be like, but what about human nature? Humans are greedy. They're lazy. Mm -hmm. They'll take advantage. They... No one will want to work. No one will work. Everyone (laughs) will sit on their ass. They will take as much money as they can. They'll go to the free food place and just take it all. (laughs) They'll go to the, you know, to the store and just clean out the shelves. Insane. Yeah. Well, first off, we've been stuck inside for a year. I think a lot of people want to go do things. (laughs) I don't think we're happy with just sitting around doing nothing. On the other hand, I think a lot of people will want to work less. And I think that's okay. Yes, it's like good. You know, we we will want to do less shitty things. We want to do fewer bullshit jobs. Yeah. You know, and have more meaning in our life. I don't know if that's like a negative, a downside. That sounds great. I would love that. You know? Like fucking like Europeans take like two weeks, what is it, a whole month off vacation or something? Like a lot of people do that. Like we get like, what, two weeks and we never use it. Yep. (laughs) But... Oh, yeah. I mean, this one is another one where I'm willing to sound kind of naive. I believe in people. I I think people are inherently good. I think circumstances lead them to bad and not bad, but mm-hmm. painful choices, I would say. You know, if you if you look at our justice system, like, who's in there? Yeah. Why are they in there? Yeah. Why is it that rich people can get away with things? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's very clearly connected and you just you have fewer options when you're placed in like a materially unstable situation. Yeah. And when your society is built, its value system is such that people who are better at ripping other people off get rewarded for it. Yeah. You know, we've said on the show a number of times that when you get a boot out of a lake, it's wet. When you pull a person <laughs> out of capitalism, they're shitty. You know, people, it's going to take some time. Yeah. People will have to like adapt you know kind of learn new values i guess and and i think that a lot of us like come with this Mm -hmm. or like have this sense of our tarot reading here or of justice right (laughs) have our sense of like what's right what's wrong like you said we're taught in kindergarten Mm -hmm. that you know you should share with people everyone should be helping each other yeah it's just basic shit yeah that's what we kind of know on one level and we're forced into this divided mind of like i know that this is like and this is very strange because like so many people in america i guess our majority faith is christianity Mm -hmm. and you're really taught like (laughs) share like look out for each other like be there for each other and i think a lot of religions have this is at its base and that's what you get once a week but then you go out into the world and the value system is actually Get for yourself. Absolutely. Make sure that you're covered. Like that's it. Yeah, you know, you had the. You, you, did you see that thing about the the mayor in Texas who resigned and made that Facebook post that oh, was like, yeah. "Look out for so yourself. Bad. Only the strong survive." That was horrible. Like that's the governing ethos of of the United States since yeah. like Reagan. Yeah. And there's obviously a lot of reasons why I think the nuclear family is kind of partially to blame for that. Mm -hmm. You are just completely atomized at work and at home. It is Mm -hmm. just you. You are just, it's just an individualized culture. Yeah. Where like we just don't have a big sense of community anymore. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think this is a very abstract one too, like what we're talking about right now. Yeah. 
I, I think if you talk about specific programs, people push back with this too. You know, things like welfare, they'll be like, no, like what if people will just people will abuse steal it. Steal from it, basically. Yeah. yeah. Abuse it. Yeah. I'm just like, whatever. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. Yes. If people okay. do that. Uh, because like that has to be you have to look at your goal. Is your goal to make sure that everybody only gets what they are allotted? Mm-hmm. Or is your goal to make sure that everybody who needs something gets it? Yeah. Because hey, those are two different goals. It's like that thing where like someone like misbehaves and so they punish the whole class. You yeah. Know? It's yeah. like fuck you. Like that's not that's not justice either. Yep. Or um, the legal principle of you know it's better that ten guilty people walk free than one innocent person mm-hmm. is put into jail is what you're looking at here. We should have that principle for socially providing things. Absolutely. Like I just I'm totally okay with it. Yeah. Would I prefer they don't do that? Sure. sure. Yeah. But like, like you said, the boot's gonna be wet, man. Like we can't, we can't change people overnight. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to bet that if we put in the work, people will realize, oh, this is a good thing. I want people, I want more people to have access to this. I better not take more than what I need. And I would say honestly, I take big inspiration from like the abolitionist movement, the idea of like not blaming people for where they are now and just kind of believing in people basically Mm -hmm. like i think they have a very good framework of like what can lead people to these situations and how we can stop the situations in order to free the people you know and and i think people view abolitionism as like gates are open (laughs) you know it's like no we have to change the environment so that these situations are more and more rare Mm -hmm. now i'll get what you're saying here (laughs) i get what you're saying okay and i'm listening i'm understanding but, you know, what about, like, maybe it's not all what the right wing is saying or what the left wing is saying, but maybe we need to, you know, find something in the middle, maybe compromise. <laughs> have kind of, you know, a, a middle-of-the-road approach. Ugh. A little bit, you know, the best parts from each. Oh, God. All right. Go back to your DNC fundraiser. <laughs> so, here's the thing. There was this very good, I believe it was, I don't know if it started as a graphic or not. I'd have to find it. But the way they explained it was like compromise and how that can actually lead to way worse choices. Mm, Okay. So, for example, if you're trying to compromise with Hitler, which we basically are at this point, (laughs) you're going to end up with a pretty regressive program. Like you just, you can't. You can't do that. Like, yeah. you, you have to establish some baseline, like, no, we're not going that far. So do you just mean, like, if you try to convince, with, if you try to compromise with people who are so far right wing, you'll end up with something that's, like, right of center? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Like, yeah. That's, like, way too conservative to do anything good? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I was saying, if you are specifically referring to, like, compromising with Nazis or very far right people... In terms of like their government, you know, a bit power and stuff, that's literally what they did with Hitler, and he just took over yeah. the country and For said, real. "Bye, guys, we're liquidating <laughs> you." Like, so that's the thing. There's the idea of like the toler- tolerating people who are intolerant. Guess mm. who's gonna fucking win every time? Yeah, it's the intolerant people because they don't care. They willing, will crush you. Yeah, they're willing to use the means to get to their ends. But no, I mean, as far as the political positioning and stuff goes, you know, if I guess we see in the American context that we're we're stuck with one side that is obsessed with compromise, mm-hmm. the Democrats, mm-hmm. and you're stuck with another side that 
has well, really seen never. through the compromise thing and is just playing a different game, which is hilarious in some sense and terrible in oh, outcome. Yeah. It's hilarious on <laughs> like a I'm far enough removed from it. It's the whole I laugh so I don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, you know, when they end up compromising, they just sell the shirt off their back and, you know, that's they, they, they lose completely, you know, and if you're compromising with super far right wing elements, it sucks. Like, All you're going to get is a fucking sticker on your drone that says all lives matter or something, or I don't <laughs> even know. Like it's, I, we are seeing this in action and it ain't fucking working. And to talk about, I guess, the fallacy that's at the heart here is compromising doesn't mean something's good. And I don't know where yeah. people get this received wisdom of like, Centrism is where it's at. You're not too far this. <laughs> or too, it's, it's Goldilocks. <laughs> it's it's not too hot, not too cold. Yeah. You know, I it's think just it's, right. I think it's also like, maybe they think that's democracy. Like, we do a little bit of what each side says? Maybe. I mean, I think people, one, overestimate how effective our democracy is because it's like negative effective. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's purposefully built to like do less shit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I mean, the Republicans are a fucking majority minority party, or yeah. however that. Goes. Well, that's the geography stuff aside. You know, that that's that's based on geography, but like and gerrymandering. The whole well, yeah, <laughs> the whole though, like the Constitution. You know, Senate, the Senate's built mm-hmm. to like not do stuff. Absolutely, you know? yeah. It's supposed to get in the way, and that goes to the patriotism too. <laughs> People don't want to like rip up this precious document that fucking a bunch of racist people wrote two hundred years ago. I would I would happily punch any founding father in the face. I'm not good at punching. I would insult them to their face. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking. I was like, do I have any exceptions? Like John Adams wasn't shitty. He was like, was he? Yeah, he didn't own slaves, for example. Only guy That's, in like the wow. first fucking six, you know, dudes, five dudes <laughs> to not own slaves. But yeah, um, maybe I'll watch that HBO series of him. <laughs> it's got that guy that I like. I can't remember his name. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Yeah, he's I love cool. Him. So yeah, I agree. Um, the U.S. has an unhealthy obsession with its early days. Ugh. It would be great if we could get past that and say, let's make the government the way we want it to. Mm-hmm. Unlikely. Even working within <laughs> that context, though, this Constitution's been amended 27 times. Yeah, we could just fucking scotch tape some new shit to it, man. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And, like, if you're that obsessed with democracy, which most of these people are, too, if everyone agrees we should change it, we should probably fucking change it, you know? Yeah, and that's one thing is that the government system has to be, I guess, made to reflect the will of the people more. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, with gerrymandering. Yeah. That's something that I think has a wider appeal. Yeah. Because people feel that it is unfair how things are set up, you know? Absolutely. Again, sorry for the construction noises. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot we can do about that. Are other countries as fetishistic about their founding? Let us know. Yes, please. <laughs> it's it's a mess here. <laughs> it's really bad. Like, yeah, I'm super curious. But yeah, I, I guess I don't know how to translate that well to people who aren't like already... You know, what, what, what's the appeal or how do you reach people? When, I, I know that people find it unfair, mm-hmm. but 
getting through to people that like we shouldn't just accept like our constitution and our founding principles or whatever as is because like it's not working they're not great i think it's again it's showing people that it's not working and and i think some people aren't directly affected by it or if they are they just think this is just my life man like this is my fucking lot in life i think i think america is a very self-flagellating people very puritan in that way just like oh you have to work really hard and you have to do all these things and that's just how it is like you like the whole pushback against getting handouts like i think yeah people like to see themselves here as hardworking and as as tough or whatever people don't believe that they deserve more and that other people deserve more and that's very sad that is sad i was trying to think because it's like people i think there's this element too of like yeah you know we do have some downsides but we have some great sides too man like think of all the different varieties of whatever you know think of all like the, the cool pot? shit we have. No, I mean oh. like the cool material oh. shit we have. We're rich as fuck. And that's <laughs> cool. And yeah, sure, some people have to be homeless. But like, Ugh. my, you know, so many things are great for most of us that like. They're, they're, I mean, to me, that's that's really a gross thing to say. Like, I think it that's just, a, the it, heart of some of it. Though. I think so, too. I, I think that's why people blame poor people. So they don't have to deal with that contradiction in that. They are willing to sell out other people so they can live comfortably. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I guess I would counter that, though. And no one's going to really make that argument. But that no, feeling of so like... No, the, the, the reverse of it, though, is saying... And the, the good way to make that argument, I mean, would be to say... Your socialism and stuff sounds like it, you know, looks... Sounds like it will help some people sure mm-hmm. but it's going to hold everybody back like it's going to make it to where we are yeah. overall poorer will be more equal but more poor right and i would say like do they got you know some version of socialism light market socialism mm-hmm. democratic socialism social democracy in europe you know like, yeah a lot of people have done that in some place you know in some countries there and they still have shit you know <laughs> like, yeah well i think people also have a hard time unabstracting there's probably a word for that uh, <laughs> but realizing how rich our rich people are. Yeah. Like, I, I think people don't understand that. They love to make excuses as to why they're not actually that rich. Actually, it's just their assets. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, people love to make excuses, too, for rich people, that they worked really hard and they're exceptional, and so they deserve to keep all their money, even though it's literally more money than anyone could ever spend in several, several lifetimes. Yep, that's true. All right. <laughs> So, this is one that I've heard a lot lately. Okay. At least it's not Trump. Is oh, so this is like a <laughs> this is like a actual like an American liberal. Uh huh. Critique is what or what retort? Like, is this a defensive? Any time you the complain about Joseph R. Biden, yeah. you're gonna get some lib in your mention saying at least it's not Trump. Some that's, variation of that. And that's their the whole of their defense is just... Basically, yeah. I think they're obsessed with decorum. Yeah. I mean... Is that maybe a defense of decorum? Or just saying, like, a Democrat is better than a Republican? God, at this point... <laughs> Unless you're, like, one of four Democrats. It's really not. Yeah, it's hard to... You know, it's hard to see. I mean... I guess there are, it's, it's like a marginal, I guess political stance and like what they say, how they say it, 
their message mm-hmm. is better. Normally, in most, I mean, it is. It's not like, yeah, it's not like openly. It's like trying to be nice and trying to say the right things. But I think whatever you gain in that, you lose in effectivity. And they never do anything because they can't. They can't wield power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm telling you, every. I feel like every day I just get more and more angry about Joe Biden and now like just actively f- just doing terrible things, bombing Syria, mm-hmm. you know, kids and fucking whatever they're calling them. Now they're still detention centers. Yeah. Um, you know, still haven't given us that stimmy all kinds of stuff, you know? Yeah. They're arguing now about even giving you the little pittance that they're, yeah. that they have compromised themselves <laughs> down to <laughs> trying to explain to me how their math makes sense. Instead of just giving me fucking money, like, it's it's bad. Yeah. You know, I, I think that gets to the heart of a lot of liberalism in, in their relationship to the left, is they see us as an obstacle. Yeah. They see us as, you're the reason we can't get Democrats elected. I'm like, no, motherfucker. We show up every time, even though we hate it. Yeah. And vote for your milk toast piece of shit every time. Yep. So, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't say that we are the sole cause of... Of your elections not working out, and also that we're, our ideas aren't popular enough for people to want them. Like, which one is it, bud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're big enough to obstruct you, but we're not important. Yeah, to listen to. Yeah, it's just like, man, dude, just just don't go away. I hate you. Anyway, hey, Democrats. <laughs> and yeah, and I guess that's the trap of electoralism. Is when you get your hopes vested in, you know, in in a moderate liberal and just a centrist democrat i mean they're gonna get dashed i think too this is where people bring up the the representation matters stuff and like listen y'all i'm writing a book about representation obviously i do think it matters but i also i'm not trying to run a government (laughs) and i you know we've talked about a million times on this like it is intersectional like Mm -hmm. material needs are influenced by race and but if you are just gonna slap a rainbow sticker on it it does not mean it's better i guess it's technically better but it's It's still bad it's gotta be both yeah to fight capitalism but you also have to fight uh you have to fight for racial justice social justice at the same time yeah and just keeping the capitalist part and saying oh but now you know now we have a more woke candidate (laughs) or something that's not going to do it it's really not because i mean if you again if you look at those stats like you know black people are way more likely to be incarcerated um gay youth are way more likely to be homeless like they are materially affected by these things you Having a black vice president isn't going to help those people who are in prison for minor drug charges that she put there. Yeah, and that's not to oppose <laughs> anyone because of their, because of what groups they're in or anything. Yeah, obviously it's not. Just, if they're not going to do anything about the problem, that's the thing. And I think that's that's the heart of this argument. The whole not Trump thing is you got to have higher standards than that, man. <laughs> that's a very low bar. Yeah, I think it's not enough to not be Trump. It's not enough to not be a Republican. Or not even be a conservative. Like you have to. It's a have, compromise thing. They yeah. think that's enough. They think that's that's moving it enough. And it's like, fuck it. I'm I'm asking for the earth, James yes, Connolly. We only demand the earth. Yeah, the whole key here, I guess, is convincing people that it's okay for them to demand more of their government, of their society. 
Yeah. They don't feel like they can ask for more than that. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I think people feel weird about that. I think they take pride in, in scraping by, which is weird. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm a comfy bitch, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next one. <laughs> Where's your Jake Tapper mask? Your ideas sound interesting and all. <laughs> Senator Sanders. But, yeah. Senator Sanders, how are you going to pay for it? <laughs> the American people want to know with a $20 trillion debt. How are you going to pay for these programs? <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you, Jake Tapper. Have you ever tasted the flesh of Jeff Bezos? <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Crispy. Seasoned perfectly with dollar bills. Yeah. You can sear it, roast it, mm-hmm. and candy it. Any, it's all a lot of different ways. Lots of options. Rich, you're saying make rich people pay for it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's <laughs> what we're going to do. I mean, again, I mean, we talked about this earlier. People don't understand how fucking rich these people are, mm-hmm. how much excess they have. And I think people hear that and they think, oh, you're going to take away my house? And it's like, that doesn't mean you're rich, buddy. Like, you're not in that category. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to have, you're like, several ca- houses and a yacht and your own fucking space flight program, apparently. Okay, see, so yeah, because I was going to say, like, you're not even in the, like, next category below them, mm-hmm. which is what you would be minus the space program thing. Like, you know, like, there's super rich. Mm-hmm. I guess there's, like, you know, well off. Yeah. Which is still way more than a lot of people, you know, well off is still very comfortable than, like rich and that's what most of us raise our eyebrows at mm-hmm. then there's like very Ridiculous. rich and then the the like elon musk's <laughs> yeah. and tesla guys yeah but like there's still even that level below that is still like still very rich yeah, there's still a lot popping. of that so but we're i guess we're talking about this ob- this objection objection when people bring this up would be like when you say oh i think we should have universal health care mm-hmm all right, and so your proposal is, yes, but we pay for it through taxes? Yeah. I, I think you have to get people, one, to admit that they're probably not as rich as they think they are. Yeah. <laughs> and realize there's a whole other fucking world. And, like, I've seen bits of it. It's weird, guys. It's very <laughs> weird. And those are the people we're talking about. And the super, super rich. And, like, just realize... I mean, they're going to try to defend those people, even though they're not them most of the time. Mm-hmm. But just, I mean, it gets back to that kindergarten sharing shit for me. Just like, they don't need it. I'm sorry, but they don't. Yeah. I don't care if they quote unquote earned it. They didn't. But <laughs> even if they did, they don't need it. And people need more than what they have. Yeah. And that's what you've got to, you got to get people to accept the goal. Accept the mm-hmm. goal of getting everyone what they need. Yeah. And if you can get them to that point, then they'll have to figure out how they're going to get there. And they'll have to reevaluate. Is my goal to make sure that everybody can keep 100% of whatever they manage to take from other people? Mm-hmm. If that's your goal, you have a completely different <laughs> set of priorities. But if your goal has changed, then you've got to look at different, you know, different things. I mean, you've got to weigh those two different things and say, well... Which one's more important? Yeah. Like, which one makes for a better world? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's challenging because, like, as 
Marxists and people who know theory, which if you listen to this pod, congrats, you know a little bit of theory. Yeah. We understand that those rich people did not earn it, and these people still think they do. And like, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd come out the gate telling them, no, they actually are exploiting their workers, and here's how that works, and blah, blah, blah. Like, a lot of people are going to push back on that. You're going to get swamped into theory territory. I think, I for me, I, I find more success sticking with the morality argument of like, Name, share your shit, please. Like, yeah. come on, it's the right thing to do. And then the long-term project is saying, like, well, Once they, they don't realize. even deserve it. Yeah. Like, okay. That's a good point. I think people are kind of wedded to that whole, anybody can be a tycoon if they just put their mind to it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's it's very hard to, to get people to give up that myth because that means they have to give it up for themselves. And that's tough. Yeah. And I guess this is a, a good place for it to be in this episode of talking to liberals because we do want to emphasize like you know we're really not at the end of the day fighting for a society that just you know is ours but with high taxes and more shit <laughs> we're not that you get you know yeah please don't come at us saying that we're fucking sock them losers or yeah something. this is this is transitional and if you're a sock them loser it's okay we love you i love those two don't <laughs> worry i would way rather have you than any of these motherfuckers yeah you're you're miles beyond them but like we do i think want to eventually move past that and this is onboarding yeah yeah <laughs> we, we when you get people comfortable with this then you can start you know revealing your true colors she's <laughs> red it's um, it's a honey pot <laughs> yeah you want to you know we we do want to move past this but this is a good starting point in saying mm-hmm. like people deserve to live because again once you get them to that goal then the means kind of you know open up to them and say well okay what do we need to do to get there mm-hmm. you know and the more important thing becomes, let's make sure people have what they need, rather than let's respect the will of some 200-year-old you know, document. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do think it comes down to a lot of trying to get people to empathize more and understand that like their circumstances are completely different than people without means. Like It's just another fucking world. Yeah. And also, I think even if you are talking to someone who doesn't have means... I think getting them to not blame themselves is going to be a huge part. Like I've, I've definitely been around people who, who blame themselves like, Oh, I didn't go to college. So that's why I'm not earning enough or, mm. you know, Oh, I'm, I'm not smart enough or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, there's no need for that. Like yeah. it's not your fucking fault. You're doing your best. And like, you know, it, the system is set up against you and it should be enough. It just, again, we keep going back to this, but it should just be <laughs> enough to exist. Like yeah. you should just get to people have inherent worth. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the name of the game. That's the goal as far as, again, trying to convince people what the main thing is. People deserve to exist. Now what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that is surprisingly hard for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. What's another obstacle you'll run into when you're talking about universal programs? Right? We're saying people deserve to live, but they deserve, you know, health care. They deserve education. That's a big one. They deserve um, all these things. That should be everybody, right? A universal thing. Mm, I don't know. I don't want to give free college to some rich kid. Yeah. That's an objection you'll run into is, <laughs> what if we give this away to Mr. Moneybags over here? Mr. Rich, you know, like, what's going to happen? Well, good news. <laughs> Moneybags has already paid for it via taxes. Yeah. That's... I don't think people understand taxes. No. That's that's and that's the thing too with uh, oh you're gonna raise my taxes to pay for this so actually I'm just gonna be paying more with no. like healthcare you know right that was a big fight yeah. and you're just you know one thing you have to try to explain try to lay out that like no dude 
if you pay for if you pay taxes for something that you then don't have to pay for and the taxes are less than what you would have paid for it, you make money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same thing with you're saying with the rich people. If you tax this dude four hundred thousand dollars and then they end up you know, they don't pay that much in college for their for their kid, then they like, you know, they paid more for it. You yeah. know, they paid for theirs and subsidized someone else. Yeah, like it's it's not that complicated. I I, I think in this country, we have a very hard time naming what few social services we have as what they are. You know, like we don't think about I mean, social security. No one even acknowledges it. So that's, that's like, that's what that is. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And there's like a constant pressure to privatize things mm-hmm. like like police, like even post like office, post office, all this stuff. Like we are trying to privatize it more and more. So people aren't recognizing, oh, I'm paying for this service. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm putting it, in, I'm putting my money in the pot and I'm getting something for it. Yeah, well, part of it is because it's, you know, shittily run and everyone's always trying to cut from it. And this part of the playbook. Yeah. They want to make it bad and so that you don't think it's a thing anymore, that you don't notice it, you think it's just crap, so that you're fine with cutting it so that they don't have to pay for it anymore. So they don't you, have to yeah. pay. So you ask for less. Yeah. So part of the goal is getting people to demand not just like, that these services exist, but that they're good. It's like that thing you used to do, like with chores, where you'd be like, oh, where does this dish go? <laughs> and just do a bad job so someone else would do it for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't feel like crazy. Yeah, that's what our government does with things. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. we'll just do a bad job so that they won't ask for it again. Yeah, but the and the and you've got to be annoying and demand that it get done anyway. You yeah, know? or just deflect and keep doing stupid shit to distract. Like, love fucking biden soon (laughs) yeah so i think when when people come with that objection oh but we don't want to give that's inefficient to give it away to rich people it's like it's just gonna you know they're just gonna pay for it twice so like it's It's fine it's gonna be fine they're gonna pay for someone else's there's uh all sorts of more i guess techniques and more specific instances that you might run into yeah one thing we didn't really cover is like you always get those usually usually men who (laughs) jump to what about a security threat and Mm. you know get all very war hawkish or worried about terrorism and stuff like that so that's you know i mean but that depends on your on your stripe because yeah if you're you know sure if you're talking about a kind of an anarcho-communist commune situation or something, or you're talking about just like a little peaceful place, or you're talking gun policy that you, where you, I don't know, if you want gun control or something, then yeah, you'd run into that. I don't think that they would have a problem with the state of security in a Marxist-Leninist state, you know, <laughs> um, or with the ability of like defending yourself against other countries. The Soviet Union handled that pretty well when it yeah. came down to it. Where do you where do you usually run into that though? Like regarding um, what? So it'll be about defending against other countries, and then they love to go to really wild things. Like, what if someone brings a bomb into the commune? So like, there's the commune the level commune. stuff, okay. yeah, yeah. And then there's also like when you want to defund the military, okay, or the police, yeah. This is where they go. They immediately yeah. go to doomsday scenarios, and you're like, are you planning something? <laughs> Like, why do you think about this so much? Yeah, no, that makes sense, I guess. I didn't think about that. So, yeah, 
one policy that you you know should be on board with is things that you know make life harder for the cops because fuck them. <laughs> but defunding, abolishing the police—that's uh, something we're on board with, and it's hard. It's a hard sell because yeah, we, people will come out with this, you know. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that definitely could and should be its own episode, and we've touched on it before, but. Yeah, I, I tend to defer to, like, other, like, abolitionist work on this. Just because, like, hey, this is not my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. So I usually just try to refer someone to, to someone else's work. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, they probably do know more. However, I feel entitled to spend yeah, off about it, it anyway. Uh, <laughs> the military is, like, the biggest. It's, like, the military and, like, Medicare or something. And those are, and Social Security. Those are, like, the biggest parts of our budget it's our obscene. military spends more than like the next 20 something countries combined and the next 20 something countries combined almost all of them are allies yeah we don't need that much in military spending we've got enough to bomb the world into the stone age twice over <laughs> we don't need it yeah and i think for me reading open veins is a huge way of seeing like why that is and like how it props up capitals and capitals and props it right back up to like it is a very self-sustaining cycle and it's very easy to point that out you'd be like um look at like military industrial complex look at these contracts they're getting like yes, yes. there's fucking incentive for this mm-hmm. and this is actually a place where you can kind of find some common ground with unexpected parties with more conservative-minded, more hawk-minded, you know, like people who consider themselves... Isolationists, maybe? Isolationists, but also like strong America, strong defense people. Mm, Okay, Because if you you can actually point out to them that, look, every dollar that we pour into the military is another dollar that our enemies are going to target. That whenever, like, all this fancy shit you buy is just more fancy shit that they can take down with some $10 IED device. Oh, I didn't think about that. Like, well, like, it's crazy. It's like a higher risk reward thing? Yeah, well, it's asymmetric. The whole thing is asymmetric warfare where we're sending in the top dollar, top flight, (laughs) everything. And we're doing that in a against a counter, you know, against an insurgent force uh-huh. uh, that is using guerrilla warfare tactics. Yeah, yeah. And the more that they bleed from us, the harder it's going to be eventually we're going to have to quit. Yeah. The more strain on empire that they inflict, which is their goal, which is, you know, the more we pour into that, I guess it's playing into that. Yeah. Playing into that. Yeah, so like that's what they want. So you could even make the case that, like, that's bad strictly from the standpoint of American foreign policy. Yeah. That said, we're an enemy of empire, so we don't want American yeah, foreign policy to do well, really. But yeah. that's that's just if you're trying to score that rhetorical point. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, you know, every time we bomb these places, we are absolutely radicalizing people. Yep. Like, it's it's not good. I mean, it's not good to do just morally, but, like, also not good in, in strategic in, terms, I right. guess. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, as far as the police go... The we've talked about before on the show, the town budgets, you know, city oh, yeah. budgets and everything, and how those are completely dwarfed by what they give to their police uh, departments. Yeah, and it's just, it's again, it's just kind of trying to shift that mindset from like survival of the fittest kind of stuff to let's provide for people and see how people work when they're actually thriving and not just scraping by and like yeah. maybe if they're well cared for. 
maybe it won't be as big of a problem. I'm willing to bet it won't. And that's that's a big part of what our theory says is that, you know, people's material needs are cared for. Crime, as such as it's defined, is going to drop off. Yeah. Yeah. When you have better mental health services, better education. You know, there's studies about, like, people who had access to... Um, like pre-K education, like do way better. Like they're they're more likely to have like a house and a car and like make more money. Like all these things. Like yeah. wow, imagine when you when people have access to things, their lives turn out better. Wow, weird how that works. <laughs> yep, weird how that works. We just want to make it to where everybody has all of those things just, and everything's great. Yeah, just by virtue of being a person. Yep. I think we said that about a million times on this episode, but that's okay. It's an important message. Yeah. Memorize that. That's your talking point. You know, go forth and spread it. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck, y'all. Let us know if this works. Also, again, remember the first part. Stay safe. Yep. Stay safe. Don't get fired. Don't get beat up. Yeah. Whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay safe. (laughs) All right. What are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to go to China. That sounds far away. Yeah, we're not traveling. Okay. Uh, we're going to um, talk about China. We're going to talk about specifically a guy named Mao Zedong. All right. All right. We've learned about this guy like tangentially, but I'm excited to do a deep dive. It's a lot. Cool. So this is going to be kind of like our Lenin episode maybe is a good mm-hmm. uh, comparison, but more of a biography focused piece. With Lenin, we did, you know, the Russian Revolution first and then went back and covered <laughs> Lenin. And in this one, we're going to try the reverse order. We'll see. Uh, My reasoning is that there's too much that happens in Mm. Mao's lifetime. So in the Russian case, like, Lenin was mostly just for the revolution and kind of shuffled off basically right before (laughs) they made the... You know, so he he wasn't around for a large portion of governance, whereas Mao was. Yeah, that's true. Cool. All right. Well, that sounds fun. I know this is a very heavily requested topic. I know nothing about it, except that the Panthers were into it, and I'm into the Panthers. So, cool. In the meantime, you can find us online. We are on Twitter at Teach Communism, Instagram at Teach Me Communism. You can send us an email, teachmecommunism at gmail.com. You can send us a request for a future episode, a question. Um, you know, if you want to tell us how you're working on converting your liberals in your life, you can tell us about that. Yeah. Um, you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a super helpful way for people to find the show. And um, yeah, rate and review. We're also on YouTube if you want to um, listen there. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash teachmecommunism. For $5 a month, you get access to our notes. Um, This one was kind of a collab of notes. Um, We just had one document we worked off of. Um, But yeah, you get access to not just this show. You'll obviously get all the backlog, too. And some of those are pretty hefty notes, I would say. PDFs marked up, all kinds of shit. Good stuff. People will ask me questions online, and I will just look them up in our (laughs) Patreon notes. So There you go. And the funds from that go to a local mutual aid fund. We actually just recently, because of the storms in Texas, went ahead and donated what we had so far this year um, to Feed the People Dallas. Um, I think it was like 47 bucks or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, we'll keep on doing that as needed. You know, obviously that was a crisis situation, so we wanted to get some money out there. Um, but we're planning on just doing that annually. Cool. Is that it? Is that all the internet? Did uh, I finish the internet? You finished the internet, yeah. Great. It was delicious. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, well, good conversation. Hopefully, listeners, you guys can take that into the world and start rustling up a revolution for us. Yeah. We need it. I'd also say 
take some refuge in your friends who are already leftist. It is very cathartic. <laughs> it's very soothing to, you know, get drunk with a pal safely, obviously, in these times. And just be like, everything's fucked up. And like, <laughs> it's very validating. Because yeah. like, I think, you know, I, I was talking to my aunt on the phone just saying like, this is really fucked up that we are expected to pretend like things are normal right now and it's not. And like, just dump that on somebody sometime if you need it. Cause it's yeah. very helpful for me. Just be like, this is bad, right? It's not just me. <laughs> That's the big thing is it's very, very pleasing to talk to someone of a like mind like that because you can start to feel insane. Yes, absolutely. Just like, am I the only one that still gives a shit? Like what is happening? <laughs> yeah. So, Take care of yourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Take care of yourselves. Seek out your comrades. Validation is delicious. Look out for one another. And actually take that message beyond one day a week. Take that out into your everyday (laughs) lives. And spread it. Please. We need it. All right, guys. You can join us next week for another episode of Teach Me Communism, where the class struggle is always in session. I'm going to go take a nap. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.